Oh, praise the Lord. Song 66. Let me get in the word before I get in trouble. I need about 30 minutes. Those of you that would give me 30 minutes today, come on, lift your hands and 30, 60, Lord, 90, 100. Lord, have mercy. Song 66, when you got it, say amen. The word of the Lord. For thou, O God, has proved us. You have tried us as silver is tried. Verse 11. Thou brought us into a net and laid afflictions upon our loins. Thou hast caused men to ride over our heads. Notice after the semicolon, the change of pace in the sentence. We went through fire. We went through it. Somebody say, I've been through it. I've been through fire and I've been through water. But you, you brought me out into a wealthy place. I didn't come out the way I went in. And I'm better now, I'm stronger now than I've ever been in my life. Because the Lord has brought me to a place of significance. After I went through a time of struggle. Am I talking to anybody in this room that can readily identify with these particular passages? God has tried me. Notice verse 11. You brought me into a net. It seems like he tried me. And then it seems as if I have been trapped in trials. Have you ever felt like you were trapped in a trial? Have you ever felt like that you were just going through something and there was no way out of it except going through it? When I was a youngster, um, Ernest Hall and I were driving from Florida and up came a storm out of nowhere. And it was raining. It was raining as Forrest Gump said it was raining. Forrest Gump said he was in Vietnam and it was raining so much that the rain was coming up from his feet. And it seems as if we encountered such a turbulent rainstorm in Florida. And as we were coming through it, several cars uh, 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 were on the side of the road waiting on the rain to pass. Ernest Hall, I said, I can't see the road. He said, I can't see, you can't see it, but I see the line. And as long as I can see the line, we can keep, we can keep moving. He said, if we stop on the side of the road, we may be incapacitated for three, four hours. So we might as well keep riding. And eventually, we will ride out of it. Less than 30 minutes later, we were, we went out of the storm in the sunshine. I don't know who I'm talking to. But if you keep riding through the storm, you're going to run into a rainbow. You're going to run into the sunshine. Point at somebody and say, he's talking to you right now. Your problem is, you did what them other folks did. You pulled over on the side of the road and waited for the storm to pass. But a real child of God is like a tea bag. They're not worth anything until a little hot water hits you. And if you are a real child of God, take a licking and keep on ticking. Put your foot on the gas and look for the line. I want you to point at your leader. I said this prophetically to him this morning. And I want to say it again to him at the 11 o'clock, the noon hour. Point at him and say, the hard part is over. Say it with conviction. The hard part of the journey is over. Hey, hallelujah. Point at somebody and say, did you hear what he said? The hard part is over. Hey, glory to God. 
child of God, I want to talk to you just for a few fleeting moments, if you will indulge me, from a perspective that many of us would prefer to ignore. We would prefer to ignore reality, and we want to live in Egypt next to denial. But I just came to wake up your spiritual capacity to receive truth that if you live godly, you will suffer persecution. Every real, genuine, sincere child of God understands what it means to go through hard places. When we read the writings of the Apostle Paul, we read about a man who went through, rather experienced, very difficult and turbulent times in his life. We deal with a man who was snake bitten. We deal with a man who was shipwrecked. We deal with a man who spent nights in the deep without in a hurricane called Eurachlodon, not knowing whether or not he was going to succeed. Then an angel came in the middle of the night and told him that he was going to make it. You deal with a man that was stoned at Lystra. You deal with a man that felt trouble at Ephesus. You dealt with a man who had to be uh, escaped by way of a basket over a wall. Apostle Paul had extremely difficult times in his ministry and his life. He wrote the letter to the Philippians from a jail cell after he had been beaten. He was neglected. He dealt with Alexander the coppersmith. He dealt with Hermenes. He had haters everywhere. But through his writings, he says, count it all joy. No matter what you're going through, it's just a light affliction. But there's going to be a far more exceeding and eternal weight in glory. I love what he writes in 2 Corinthians. He said I'm troubled on every side but yet I'm not distressed. I'm perplexed but I'm not in despair. I'm cast down but I'm not forsaken. He understood that trouble doesn't last forever. That I'm having trouble but he writes think it not strange concerning fiery trials which come to try you. Don't look at it as a trial but rather look at it as a promotion because every time you are tested once you pass the test you receive a promotion is there anybody in this room I got the results from your test and I came to tell you because you hung on in there and you kept praising God and you kept giving in an economic recession God's getting ready to bless you pressed down shaken together running over good measure is there 25 people that passed the test? Am I talking to anybody in this room that understands not to take it personally? Because even though it may seem like it's permanent, it's only temporary. Look at somebody and tell them it's not forever. It's temporary. This is a temporary setback. This is a temporary situation. This is a temporary sickness. Just as Jesus was in the grave for three days, just like he came up, God sent me from North Cross to tell you, you're about to come up, and you're about to come out, and you're about to come 
over. And when you look back over your shoulder, you're going to tell the devil, go to hell by yourself. You should have killed me when you had the chance. Look at that woman shouting. Tell the devil to go to hell by yourself. Real life challenges. Most folks want to identify and they only identify with the common denominator that puts us all in the same place. What puts us all in the same place is pain. Every person in this room understands and must denote that we all have had our share of life's ups and downs, highs and lows. Where we said, some of us perhaps said, if it's not one thing, it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten things. If it's not the washer, it's the dryer. If it's not the toilet, it's the sink. If it ain't the car, it's the lawnmower. If it ain't the lawnmower, it's the dog. The dog won't bark and the cat won't meow. Child, I've had so much situations in my life that I felt like I was a punching bag and the enemy was just wearing me out. But I can't to tell you child of God that it's just a pit stop on the way to victory. Look at Joseph. It was a pit stop in a pit with no water but the pit didn't kill him because his enemies sold him and then he went to prison another pit stop on his way to victory. Those of you that are experiencing difficulties it was just an overnight stay in the lion's den. It was just overnight Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I wish I had somebody that would tell yourself, don't bring no toothbrush, don't bring no overnight bag. It ain't going to be long. It's just a night in your life and not your whole life. It's not forever. It's just a temporary pit stop on your way to victory. Notice, if you would, the difficult days and dark nights of every child of God must be experienced if you're going to be believable. If people are going to believe you, they must connect with the realities of pain in your life. We connect with Paul because he says, I bear in my body the mark of the Lord Jesus. All of the apostles, all of the disciples, every Bible character from Abraham to John, they experienced difficult, traumatic scenarios in their lives that would have broke ordinary people. But greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And the only reason I'm standing is because I'm leaning on the everlasting arms. I wouldn't be standing if I wasn't leaning on the everlasting arms. I wouldn't have my mind if I had not gave my mind to God. And he will keep you in perfect peace if your mind is Hey, on him. Real life challenges come in the lives of real life people. Domestic disputes. How many of you know what it's like to go through a domestic dispute? Some of y'all don't have arguments. Some of y'all have the Vietnam conflict. Glory. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Where you don't just have arguments. You have intense battles where it ends with you on the couch. 
it's quiet on these first three rows here. Lord have mercy. I've given everybody on these first four rows lockjaw. But somebody just wink at me. Just let me know that I'm in the right place. Some of you have had domestic disputes that almost turn violent. And literally out of control domestic disputes over a small fox that spoiled the whole vine. And, the, and many folks get in hard places in their marriage. Hard places in their homes where they don't even want to go home and they think perhaps the other woman or the other man is a suitable replacement well honey let me tell you something where you're at you know where the fight is but if you get somewhere else you don't know where that frying pan might be coming from not only is it cheaper to keep her it's safer to keep her Am I talking to anybody in this house? Domestic disputes, unforeseen financial problems. How many of you doing this economic downturn? Honey, you ain't in the red. You way off in the purple somewhere. Honey, you've been so broke that Lent has not been in your pocket. How many of you been so low if you was in the choir, you would sing in the baritone section. You have been so low. Some of you have been so low here recently. If you sat on a curve, you could swing your legs. You could swing your legs anybody know what I'm talking about child of God it's been rough out there sicknesses and diseases and some of you have been so discouraged and so frustrated frustrated about this and frustrated about that frustrated about people when other people's problems become your problems and other people's issues become your issues when their crazy makes you crazy and then you become real crazy. There's absolutely nothing like dealing with your own stuff and then got to drag somebody else when you're dealing with your own issues. How many of you have literally come to the point where you're declaring that 2012 the rest of this year no more drama. I'm not going to complain about what I allow. If I allow it then I need to shut up. But this is where I decide Ain't nobody gonna drive me crazy. And listen, you got you got to have enough sense to say stop this car at the next stop sign. No, put me out right here because I ain't gonna give nobody permission to drive me crazy. I wish I had somebody to say I'm not gonna lose my mind. I need my mind when the blessing comes. Talking about somebody drive you crazy. You ain't got enough sense to say put me out. Hold up your thumb and say, put I don't care if I got the ride with Jeffrey Dahmer. But I'm getting out of here. Am I talking to anybody in this house that knows what I'm talking about when I deal with difficult times? That thoroughly understand that things can just happen. There's nothing more personal to us than family matters. And family matters is not a TV show with Steve Urkel. But family matters are the things that matter most to you. There is absolutely nothing like raising a child that is perhaps seemingly on their way to a devil's hell. Mm. There's absolutely nothing like sleeping with an enemy. Uh, you're saved and your spouse is not saved. And you're coming to church by yourself, praying and believing and staying up all time of night, hoping that God will get a hold 
of them. Anybody know what it's like to have an unsaved family member and you raise the child to go to Penn State University and they end up in the state penitentiary? How many of you know what it's like one day to look at your child and you can't even recognize them because they got earrings and tattoos everywhere and you're trying to figure out where did I go wrong? There's absolutely nothing like raising a child who's having a child in your house. Family matters. Hard places in your life. Can I go a little deep and get a little realer? There's absolutely nothing like you are pro-marriage and you believe that marriage is between a man and a woman and your child comes home with a same-sex individual. Listen here, I'm not talking about Daniel in the lion's den or Jonah in a whale. I'm talking about real life situations that many of us are dealing with right now. But you got your hair done and your makeup on and you got nice suits and nice shoes on because you're trying to camouflage reality. Honey, you ain't got to be a faker. Just bring it to God and deal with it and he can heal it. I said he can heal it. I said he can heal it. I said he... How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm all right. How you doing? I'm all right. But some of us, we ain't all right. Right now, some of us are in the hardest places we've ever been in our lives. How are you? I'm all right. No, you're not. You got bags up under your eyes. When you go to Walmart, they don't even give you bags. They just say, put them in the bags up underneath there. You go to sleep, but you don't get rest. And the greatest comforter you have is that old dog. He just comes and sits by you. And thank God for an old dog that'll just come and sit by you and won't say a word. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And you can tell that dog anything. And you'll never hear it again. But it's something about church folks. The minute you tell them, they can't wait to get on the phone and tell everybody else. Miserable comforters when you're going through. But there is a friend. You might not see him, but he's like scotch tape. He is there. And he sent me to tell you, in spite of where you are, I am with you in the valley, in the shadow of death. And whatever is going on in your life, I'm going to cause it to work together for your good and my glory. It ain't about people. It's about God. I'm connecting to him. Lift up your hands and take the bin out of your arm. And tell him, I need you. Not Superman. Not Batman. Not Spider. I need you to rescue me. I need you, Jesus, to come to my rescue. Where else can I go? Doctor comes in. With a clipboard, cold as ice, and says, oh, Miss Johnson, yes, it is cancerous. Hard place. Doctor comes in and says, you're going to be on this medication the rest of your life. Hard place. You prayed for others to get healed, and now you're sick. What happens when strong people get weak? When the encourager needs encouragement. 
And then you look at yourself and you say, this is not the devil. This is something that he allowed. It's hard to fathom that God allowed Daniel to go in a lion's den. Three Negroes to go in a fiery furnace. Meshach, Shadrach, and a bad Negro from Philadelphia. It's hard to fathom. It's hard to fathom. They didn't let Job go bankrupt. He let Elijah end up under a juniper tree. It's hard to fathom. That he allowed Moses to get all the way to the brink of the promised land. Only to see it from afar off. It's hard to fathom that some of us things have happened the way they have happened. But guess what? It happens. He allowed David's wife to be kidnapped and his kids to be kidnapped and the house that he just built to be burned to the ground. I just came to tell you bad things happen to real good people. Good people deal with situations in their life just when they retire and they just bought a Winnebago and they're getting ready to go from Georgia all the way to California, from California all the way to Washington, from Washington on up through Vancouver and back down the other side through New England. And next thing you know, I feel a pain right here. I feel a lump right here. And you find yourself going from a seemingly high place to a hard place. And Pastor Matura has been there. 25 years you see the glory. But you don't know the story. He's buried people that he thought should have lived. And people live that he thought should have lived. <laughs> hard places. Hard places when you, you call the terrible twos bad. What about the terrible teens? When your kid act like they don't know you and you want to walk up to them and say, you better fire your acting coach because I'm your mama. <laughs> Look at somebody and say, fire your acting coach because he's giving you some wrong advice. I brought you in this world. I'll take you out this world. Hard places. I mean, if you right now just wave at me if I'm talking to you in a hard, difficult, frustrating place. And you're trying to smile. And if you couldn't laugh, you would cry. Because right now you find yourself in a hard place. You're saved. You love God. You love the church. But you're right now in a hard place. Consider Noah. It rained 40 days and 40 nights. But he was in the boat between 250 to 350 days. He was not only in a hard place, but there was a bad smell. And some of you are in a hard place with a bad smell. The smell of demons everywhere. Satanic activity. Where the devil is in one ear and a demon is in another ear. And one of the devils is saying, give up. And the other one is saying, quit. But if you just look at the person in front of you, 
That light in front of you is not a truck getting ready to hit you. That light in front of you is God coming to get you. Is there anybody in this room? I just heard the Holy Ghost say, man, get ready to live. You're not going to die. You're going to live. God is not through with you yet. I don't care what the devil says. You're going to live. Hallelujah. Hey, tell somebody, you're going to live. Hey, glory to Jesus. I'm up, oh, 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 oh. I feel the Holy Ghost right about now. I wish I had somebody that would say hallelujah anyhow. I'm going through hell, but I might as well praise him in the midst. I feel the Holy Ghost down here at this church. I'm not waiting till we get to the new church to shout. I'm going to shout right now because this ain't forever. It's temporary. Shake somebody's hand like you're going to shake it off and say, this ain't forever. This is just temporary. When I come out of this, I'm going to be stronger. I'm going to be better. I'm going to be wiser. Lift up your voice like a trumpet and shout unto God. Glory. Glory. I said glory. I said glory. I said hallelujah anyhow. Somebody give them a good glory to God. I don't care if folks say, well, y'all too loud. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know what I got to face. You don't know what the doctor told me. But when praises go up, miracles come down. If you can just praise him right in the middle of it, God knows how. God knows when. God knows your name. And he's getting ready. Somebody turn around. He's going to turn this thing around. Hey, hallelujah, 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 I said hallelujah, hallelujah anyhow, I'm a child of God, I'm a child of the king, devil get under my feet, when all hell is breaking loose, that's when you ought to shout, because the devil wouldn't fight you if God wasn't about to bless you, the only reason the devil is fighting you is because God's about to give you double for your trouble. Sit down if you could. All that live godly will suffer. Woo, hallelujah. Persecution, where my people at? Where my section at? Where my section at? All that live godly will suffer. Some disappointing setbacks. will have situations and issues in your life that you'd rather not talk about. Things that make you just sit and rock things on the way to victory but he knows the way that I take and when he has tried me I shall come forth as pure gold I understand God I am being tried I am being tried I have been highly recommended by God to go through this trial everybody didn't get Job Everybody didn't get Job. What, what is it that we don't get? He had to be recommended. 
everybody couldn't go through that. To get that kind of trial, he had to get that kind of recommendation. If you're going to go through that kind of trial, you got to have a devil that sees so much of God in you that he's trying, my God, that he's trying to break it. But I wish I had somebody that would say, this joy that I have, the world didn't give it, and the world can't take it away. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost. Look at somebody and tell them I was recommended for this. I recommended for this. I recommended for this. He picked you. He picked you. He picked you. He picked you. Have you considered my servant, Joe? Yes. I considered him. Because you got a hedge around him. And he went from a high place to a hard place. But let me tell you something. Don't you ever forget it. Whatever you got to go through, go through it. The worst thing can happen to you is you go through and you get stuck in idiosyncrasies and majoring on minor stuff. And stuff don't matter. One thing trials do, they make you see the big stuff. When you get cancer and you're puking your guts out and your hair comes out and you don't know whether you got your teeth in or your teeth out or your wig on or your wig off. When you got cancer, all you want is what's important. You don't have time to argue with, 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 with the color of the carpet or whether or not we're going to... You don't have time for small stuff. Somebody said, I don't have time for small stuff. At this point in my life, I'm down to what's important and all that other stuff. Keep it away from me because I don't want to hear no more small stuff. When you just buried ten kids... You've signed what's important. When you just lost your business, you find what's important. The problem with many of you, and I'm saying me as well, we have not come to the point of maturity where we know what's really important. Our priorities are all, we're still jealous of other people's blessings. They get a new car, you got to go get a new car. They get a big house, you got to go sell yours to get another big house. You competing with the Joneses, trying to catch up with them, and trying to let everybody know, I got a Rolex, and look at my new car, look at my shoes, and look at my clothes, are custom and tailor-made. Who cares? When there's a 10-year-old that's being sex trafficked, who cares when some little boy didn't have nothing to eat last night? Who cares when some prostitute that didn't have a mother or father died with AIDS? Who cares how big your house is? Grab somebody and squeeze their hand like you're going to squeeze some life in them and say, go through it. Go through it. Go through it. Nadia Sata. 
I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed begging bread. Child of God, go through it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Child of God, go through it. He that hath begun a good work in you will perform it even till the day of Jesus Christ. Whatever you have committed to him, he's able to keep it even against the day of evil. Tell seven people around you, go through it. Go through it. Go through it. Go through it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go through it. Come on, I don't hear it. I want to hear it. Go through it. Go through it. Go through it. Go Go through it. Come here, girl. Go through it. Come here. Go through it. I don't care what it is. Go through it. Go through it. Live through it. Oh, hallelujah. Go through it. Go through it. At one point in your life, you got to wake up and say, I'm going to go through it. Can't, can't even get out of bed. Been puking all night, up all night. Watching TV till ain't nothing on. Praying all night. Went to the bed to the floor, from the floor to the basement, from the basement to the living room. Tried to eat something, couldn't eat, just ate half a piece of toast. Then you went and got back in the bed. And then something said, get up. Go through it. Stop having this pity party. I want you to tell yourself, this pity party is over. I'm going to stop feeling sorry for myself. And I'm going to go through it. Point number two. Hallelujah. Some of you, you got stuck. You got stuck in a divorce that happened ten years ago. You got stuck in the abuse that happened when you were a child. You just got stuck in unforgiveness and bitterness and pain and strife and and people hurt you and all you do is hurt people that try to help you. And you're mad and you're cantankerous and you're anxious and you're nervous and you're busy and you're always scattered in your brain and you go to sleep and you can't get rest because you're stuck. It ain't nothing like waking up one morning and looking in the mirror and saying, look at all these lines that have come in my face because I lost the faith. Am I talking to anybody that stopped living? And when you're not living, you start slowly to die. And wherever unhappiness is, then a cancer develops and it eats all the good stuff up. Never! Forgave. Let me tell you what unforgiveness is. This is unforgiveness. This is unforgiveness. This is unforgiveness right here. Unforgiveness is when I'm angry with you. I hate you. I hate what you did to me. And this is the second most, the second unpardonable sin. Somebody said there's two? Oh, yes. What did Jesus say? When if you forgive others, I'll forgive you. But if you don't forgive them, I'm not going to forgive you. Ooh. He said, if you don't forgive, I ain't going to forgive you. And then this is the thing that messed me up a few weeks ago. Forgive us our debts as we forgive. Our, forgive me like I forgive people. God, forgive me like I forgive my enemies. I found that a few weeks ago, and I found some areas in my life I stopped going through, and I just got stuck. This is unforgiveness. This is poison. I hate you. I'm going to drink this poison, 
and I hope it kills you. I drunk the poison, but I want you to die. Pastor Matura, as many people love you, don't get it twisted. There's some people don't like what you did when you did what you did, and they think you get over what you did, and you did, did, you did. And I found out that sometimes there's something small that people make big in their brain. And they make something so big and so huge and it becomes a monstrosity of a structure. And next thing you know, you think well, it was something big. And you find out what it is. He just, he walked by me and didn't speak to me. And he didn't call me. You know. and, and I understand that people get hurt and offenses must come. And offenses do come. But I'm not going to stay offended in my life when I know people's hearts. This is unforgiveness. I'm mad at you. And so I'm going to drink this poison. Now watch, watch him kill over and die. Let me drink some more poison. Child, at some point you got to throw away the poison. And you got to say, I forgive you. I'm going to treat you like it never happened. I'm not going to bring it up again. I'm going to keep it moving, moving. And I'm not going to get stuck in this. And you're not going to make me a taillight when God called me to be a headlight. I don't care if it happened 50 years ago. You can drop it like it's hot. Somebody throw your hands up and say, let it go. Let it, tell somebody, let it go. That's where your healing is. Let it go. That's where your blessing is. Let it go. That's where your miracle is. And then, to get out of a hard place, you got to grow through it. You got to grow up and get off the Similec and Isomil and the Pacify and the Binky. Grow through it. Job had a bad attitude. He said... Cursed the day I was born. I will see no good in my life. And somewhere between about day number 150, he said, do he slay me? I'm going to trust him when I can't trace him. And I'm going to seek him when I can't see him. And I'm going to see some good in my life. All of my appointed time, I'm going to wait and a change eventually is going to come. And so whatever I have to suffer, the death of my children, the cursing of my wife, the loss of my business, the loss of my house, let it be. This too shall pass. I'm going to live to see God give me double. And didn't God give him double? Won't he give you double? Won't he make a way? Won't he open a door? in your life that you thought could never open but you got to grow he forgave the people that hurt him and he moved from a hard place to a double potion I don't know who I'm talking to but God's going to pull your hands out and say I'm going to have more in my hand at one time than I ever had in my life. That's a prophetic word. Say, I'm getting ready to get more in my hand. When I release all of this junk, God don't bless your socks off abundantly above all you could ask or think.
think according to the power that worketh in you. The power to let stuff go. You control that. Eyes have not seen. Ears have not heard. What God has for those that he has loved and those that truly love him. And if you love him, keep him. Am I talking to anybody in this room that things that used to hurt you? Come on, somebody. Y'all ain't shaking. Shake that stuff off. You need to get to a point. Old Dr. King, before he died, the night before he died, he stood up in Memphis, Tennessee, and he said something about his mortality that let me know that he knew it ain't nothing. He said in his last speech in Memphis, Tennessee, everybody wants to live a long time. Longevity has its place. Yada, 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 yada. But then he said, it doesn't matter now. When you get to the point when you can say to the devil, I don't care what you do. I know what he going to do. I don't care what you say, Jezebel. If God be for me... When you grow through it, you say it doesn't matter now. Don't matter. If I live, I got him. If I die, I got him. I'm in a win-win situation all the time. If I live, I win. If I die, I win. That's when you can see growth. When folks talk about you like a dirty dog and roll their eyes, and then you chase them down and say, Hello. I was trying to speak to you. I, I, I don't, personalities, I love people. Not position, I love people. This is what's really about people, loving people. And I've grown to the point in my life where I understand that people are really what's important. And let me tell you something, you better be very careful how you treat people. Because the people you walk past tomorrow are the ones that give your son a job today. You better be careful with people that we grow out of feelings and emotions and idiosyncrasies and crazy stuff and silly dilly dally stuff. Yah, yah, and let grow through it. How many of you ready to just, I'm ready to grow through this stuff. God, if I'm got to go through it, I'm ready to grow I want to learn the lessons of trials and tribulation so I don't have to do this. Take the same test again because I wouldn't take the pop, wouldn't open the book. It's an open book test. Hey, am I talking to anybody? Lastly, breakthrough. You're breaking out of this hard place. You've been through water. You've been through fire. They, they whipped you. Tried you as silver's tried. You've been in a net, an inescapable net. And then he said, but God brought us out. God reached down and said, enough. Hold your hand up. I I want to know if you see it. I see it now. It wasn't never about me. It was about God working in me his will to do and his good pleasure. It wasn't never about me and my name and me getting in the pulpit and me. It was all about God anyway. It was about me understanding that he's first. And he has to be first. 
And if I seek him first, I don't have to worry about anything or anybody. I sense that people are going to get healed today. And and your healing was in just letting stuff go. And health and healing are going to spring up in you. Just like old faithful Gaza is just going to spring up in you of health and healing. And when you get home today. The atmosphere that you left is not going to be the atmosphere that you walk into. The hard part is over in your life. Come on, point at somebody and tell them the hard part is over in your life. Tell somebody the hard part. I want you to do this. Like you're swimming You had seaweed around your neck, seaweed around your foot, had stuff all around your waist, incapacitating your ability to go through it. But something just broke. Oh, can you imagine when David went home to Ziklag? Wife kidnapped, kids kidnapped, the house that he just built got burned to the ground, didn't have high insurance. Can you imagine how he felt? And all of the men wept till they had no more power to weep. They thought that it was over. And then David put on the linen ephod, the garment of praise, went in and quiet of the Lord and said, Lord, what you want me to do? And the Lord said, pursue and overtake for without fail. You're going to break through. You're going to get back everything that the devil has stolen from you. I want you to just reach over and grab somebody and say, neighbor, come on. Let's take your family back. Let's take your life back. Let's take back, recover everything that the devil stole from you. When David got over into the enemy's camp, the scripture said he and that little army, they overtook those Amalekites, killed every one of them. And then they started picking up diamonds and picking up rubies and picking up rings. And and then David, they said, your wife is over there. Can you imagine what happened when he wrapped his arms around his wife and his children. It was a breakthrough. You're not going to have a breakdown. You're about to have the biggest breakthrough you ever had in your life. Do I have about a hundred folks in this room that can shout on credit, that can praise him before it happens? Let's give God about 30 seconds of crazy praise right now.